The story behind this nigan, as the previous recording tells in Yiddish, is going to give you a summary of that history. Notov Pahal was a boch who came to yeshiva in the year Tovrish Summer Base, 1902. And in those days, the yeshiva of Tomchet Mimi Milobavich, they were very strict about who they accepted and who they didn't. They only accepted very gifted students who were intelligent and learned and very diligent in their studies. And most students who applied to the yeshiva were not accepted. Not of Pahar was tested by the mashgiach of the yeshiva and in the end was rejected. But not so badly wanted to be in Tamchet Mimim. He felt the light, this unique uh, beacon of of holiness and spirituality that the you know resided in Lubavitch, and he wanted to be part of that. And here he was rejected. He was so disappointed. So in agony and in distress, he went to the back of the base medrash. Base medrash was packed with Bachim students learning, studying. A study hall, hundreds of Bachim learning. In the back of it was a small room. And he sat down in that small room and began to sing a melody. And that's the melody that you hear in this recording, the previous recording. It's called a volach. A volach is a type of um, melody that shepherds would often compose. They're very soulful and very complicated. The notes are very intricate. But Notov Bahar had an incredible voice. His voice was so sweet. Anybody who heard him sing was so drawn, magically drawn to his singing and mesmerized. Literally, time stood still when Notov was singing. So as Notov was singing from the depth of his heart, this beautiful melody of longing, which really expressed the agony and the pain he was in, for not being able to connect and be part of this beautiful light that <coughs> emanated, it was shining in Lubavitch, and now he was rejected, and, and the pain was so strong, and the longing to be part of it so it was so deeply expressed in this melody. And his voice was started to ring loud so that it made its way outside that little room into the base medrash. The, the first boys that were closest to that little room, when they heard his singing, was so mesmerized that they started, they stopped learning. They stopped studying, and then eventually they were drawn to his voice, so they basically came into the small room and watched Nata with his eyes closed, singing, uh, and he's in a different world, he's in a different universe, with tears streaming down his face. And slowly, more and more boys kept started hearing the voice of Nottingham with, and was so magically was, was so magically drawn to him that pretty soon the entire Bismedrash fell silent. Everyone in the Bismedrash, all the boys, hundreds of boys, started, you know, clamoring around Nottingham in the small room, and the Mashgiach of the yeshiva who was in the Bismedrash looked around and sees that. Everybody is gathering around that little room and is listening to this boy, Nata, who is singing with this incredible voice, the deep longing song, soulful song. 
and they're all mesmerized. You can see many of them have tears streaming down their face. Eventually, the Mashkia, when he saw this, they accepted Nata into the yeshiva. A year or so later, during Yutas Kislev, Nata became the head of a, of a, a cappella of, of yeshiva Bachim. He was the head of the a cappella. So occasionally, when the Rebbe Rashab, during a big Fabringen, they, they would sing Nigunim. So Yutas Kislev of Tovri Samar Gimel, this was told by the previous Rebbe in Tavshin Hay during the holiday of Sukkot. That uh, the Bochim of the Yeshiva of Tomchet Mimim, in anticipation of the Rebbe Rashab coming into the Bismedrish to lead his yearly Fabrengen for Yitzhak Kislev, they prepared a, a, a surprise. They decorated the entire courtyard of the Yeshiva that had a number of houses of the staff of the Yeshiva, the Rebbe, and then the big Bismedrish. So they put candles all along the entire courtyard uh, along the houses and there were 613 candles corresponding to 613 mitzvahs and there was a gate entering to the courtyard of the yeshiva on top of the gate Rebunata was sitting sitting with his a cappella group and when as soon as the rebashab approached the gate and came out of his house and and walked to the Bismedrish, one bocha lit one of the candles, and the candles were so tied together that if when one candle was lit, all other candles within seconds were all lit at the same time. It was a marvelous sight. And as soon as the lights all were kindled, Rabnata and his cappella group started singing this melody. And the impression and the atmosphere that this all created was so powerful. The Rebbe, the previous Rebbe mentioned this, this event many years later when he was already in the United States. Also, it's, it's told that the last Shabbos of the previous Rebbe was in Russia. After he came out of prison, finally the communist government allowed the previous Rebbe to leave Russia. But he wasn't allowed to come back. He can leave indefinitely with his family, never to return. But at the same time, tens and thousands of Hasidim were still trapped in Russia, behind the Iron Curtain. But the very last Shabbos before he left Russia, he had a Fabrengen, and many people came to that Fabrengen, especially knowing that this is the last Shabbos they'll see the previous Rebbe. And who knows if they'll ever see him later on. Maybe they'll never make it out of Russia. So it was a very emotional Shabbos. It was sort of like a, a, a bit farewell Shabbos. And the previous Rebbe then used, used this tremendously uh, unusual terminology, expressions. He spoke about himself in very unusual ways. One of the things he said Look Look at this image. He was talking about himself, even though he wouldn't say it directly. But everybody understood who he meant. Look at this surah, this image. This image is in Ghanaian all the time. And it sees everything through the lens of Ghanaian. That means the higher, lofty, and bright worlds of, of where godliness shines openly. 
and therefore he sees everything in a positive way. So that he wanted everyone to look at him so they would also see things positively. Anyways, there are other very, very powerful expressions that the people have said in order to give strength so people don't despair seeing that I believe Russia. There was an anchor for hundreds and thousands of Jews in Russia. People felt that sense of security as long as they had, they were able to travel to people's Rebbe. But now the people's Rebbe is going to leave um, to Latvia, to Riga, and you'll never come back. And that was very, very um, you know, discouraging, disorienting, and disheartening. And people, and he gave very powerful um, talks that would give people a sense that he's always with them. Even if physically they're separated, but they should know spiritually he's always with them. While during the Sikhs, the previous Rebbe suddenly turned around and looked at Nutter of Pahar, who was also a disrabbagan, and said to him, Nutter, please sing the Msamach Gimel. He, the previous Rebbe, was, previous Rebbe was referring to that Vitas Kislev from Tovrish Samach Gimel, which left such an indelible impression on everyone. And the previous Rebbe told not to sing that melody again. Apparently, the previous Rebbe wanted that melody to be sung at that very, very dramatic moment of Chassidim were about to say goodbye to the previous Rebbe, to the previous Rebbe. And when Nathab sang that melody, it was so powerful that people cried. Some people were happy and some people were crying. Those who were happy because they still remembered the Yutas Kislev of Tavri Sabar Gimel, it brought back memories. Nathab singing brought them back to the, to the event of Yutas Kislev Tavri Sabar Gimel and the joy of you know, being back to that moment made them very happy. It lifted them up. Others were crying because that melody evoked within them deep emotions of longing to the Friedrich Rebbe, which they felt uh, it was only a matter of hours before they won't see him again. 